Hello beauties and welcome to Tea Talk with Sha. Today we have tons of topics to discuss. We're going to get into it all from top to bottom. It looks like wrestling great Tyson is coming out of retirement. The Yankees and Nationals have a special tribute. Washington may have found a new football team name. We also have some stylists in hot water. Kim finally broke her silence and came out with a statement. And our deep dive is a almost exclusive. We're going to get into the situation that transpired between Megan Thee Stallion and Tory Lanez. So buckle up and stay tuned. All right, let's jump right into these trending topics. The first trending topic is Tyson v. Roy Jones Jr. Tyson, Mike Tyson, that is, is coming out of retirement to fight Roy Jones Jr. It's going to be a title fight. Both fighters are training, ready to get into it. They said their age will not be a factor. YouTuber Jake Paul wants to be on the undercard, and it looks like he may have some challengers. Now, let's get into this. Mike Tyson looks great. If you haven't seen Mike Tyson recently, his new photos look like he's been putting in work, people. He's been training. He's been running. I have no worries about him. Now, who I am worried about, on the other hand, is YouTuber Jake Paul. Jake Paul got lucky fighting another YouTuber and winning, but against a real boxer or an athlete, He does not stand a chance, and I hate to see people get beat up so bad in the ring, but it is a prize fight, and it'll probably be pay-per-view. You know, a lot of people are still out here quarantining, as we all should be. The coronavirus is real and hitting, okay? Stay home if you can. If you can't, wear your mask, okay, all day long on this podcast. Don't get it twisted. But with everybody being in like this, this is going to be a pay-per-view fight for the ages. And let me tell you something, I will be there to see it. So I hope that if Jake is serious about this, he should know this is no little, you know, whatever him and his brother have done in the past, streaming fights and getting people to throw fights with other YouTubers. No, this is this is not that. This is a title fight. So if you haven't came come to win, then you might as well go on back home because you will be getting beat up and your little posse and all that can't stop you from the beating you're about to get from a real boxer, not a YouTuber. So <laughs> having said that, we're going to go ahead and move along to the next topic. In a heartwarming and positive story, the Yankees versus National game took place tonight, the Washington Nationals, the New York Yankees, and all the players took a knee before the anthem to, you know, show their solitary with the their solidarity with the Black Lives Matter movement and the injustices in general. And, you know, I think that that is a nice compromise. They didn't kneel during the anthem, as many people have found that to be disrespectful. Um, But they did give a tribute in their own way to show that while they respect the flag, they also respect the movement and they won't stand for what's going on. So I feel like the... um, 
the baseball league has found a way to to respect both to respect those that you know stand for the flag and what it stands for in good and bad times and also to stand with the movement that is so vehemently coming for the current system but at the same time it's coming for the system but it doesn't mean we're not patriotic so i like that they took another moment out and didn't use that particular moment that the anthem was playing, but they used another moment to to show their solidarity. And I think that it's important for all these organizations to kind of think about ways that they could do similar things to incorporate what's going on. At the same time, I saw a great post that said something to the effect of, you wouldn't critique a government You wouldn't critique a system if you didn't care. And I think that people are getting this all wrong. Like you can be patriotic and still be for a movement, you know, that wants to tear down a system. We don't want to tear down America. We actually want to make it better, which is what makes, you know, the Magna thing so disgusting because it's like we actually want to make America greater, not just say it. But anyway, I'm going off on a tangent. So clap, clap, kudos for the Yankees and the Nationals. I didn't see how the game went, but I did see that moving tribute in the beginning. Staying on the sports vein today, we're in a sportsy mood, it looks like, with these topics that I picked. Um, The Washington, formerly known as the Washington Redskins, are now going by a new temporary name, Washington Football Team. Yikes, it's terrible. The reps came out today that until a formal name is picked, Washington will be playing under Washington football team. Um, They had to, I guess, give a temporary name for the training camps that are to begin this weekend or next weekend, depending on the testing levels and what they decide to do. So I guess they had to go ahead and sign the name as something and they wanted to remove the Redskins name as soon as possible. Listen, I understand what you're going through. I understand that many people are calling for it to be removed immediately, which doesn't give you a lot of time to pick a new permanent name. But come up with something, people. I mean, this is ridiculous. This is a multi-billion dollar industry, and you're going to basically put the town, city name, and football team and assume that that's good enough. No. No. Not even temporarily. That's ridiculous. And then just to um, recap, the other names that are being looked at um, for a permanent name are the Washington Red Tails, which would be a nod to the Tuskegee Airmen that were African-American that fought in the Air Force and they were called the Red Tails or the Washington Warriors. Now, the Warriors is also the name of Golden State's basketball team so some fans think this would cause confusion at this point I think the fans just want a name that's better than Washington football team it's terrible my fiance is a huge Washington fan and he is like (laughs) distraught over this um but hopefully they come up with a better team name and we'll be waiting in the wings to see what it is and hopefully it'll be something that we can all come to like and understand and for it to be a good team symbol. But this Washington football team is just, whoo, somebody dropped the ball on that one. 
All right. Now we're going to move away from the sports and into a uh, fashion and hair for you, honey. Um, celebrity hairstylist Jonathan is in hot water after styling a wig for the infamous makeup guru Jeffree Star. Um, after posting a short clip of styling Star's hair, many black celebrities came at the neck as well as black hairstylists came at the neck of Jonathan claiming all money is not good money. Who, hun? It was a lot. Now, let me just say this. Jonathan followed up these statements by saying that if it's going to secure a $20,000 bag for my family, I will lay that wig. And, you know, as much as it pains me to say it, A business is a business, okay? We are still in COVID times. People are going out less and getting their hair done less because they're not going anywhere. And these celebrity stylists charge charge a high coin. They charge a high coin. And if you're not going anywhere or filming anything, you just don't need your hair done as regularly as before COVID. You know, we're in two different worlds, pre-COVID and post-COVID. So if he had to secure the bag for his family, that's what he decided to do. And that was his ultimate decision. He didn't have to do his wig, but he wanted to. Now, for a little reference, I don't know if everybody's into the beauty guru scene on YouTube, but Jeffree Star is a beauty guru over on YouTube. He has about 18 million followers. He has a makeup line, um, that, you know, is very profitable. He's very, very rich. He's very, very wealthy. Um, but he's made some comments in the past, uh, some racist comments in the past. And he's also, and just, and this is just my general opinion. He's also kind of a disgusting person. Like, let's just put it out there. Like he's not the person you want to have hangover and kick it or whatever. He talks about people's weight. He talks about people's financial statuses. He thinks everything's a joke and a kiki and that everything he does is cute and funny And it's just not, it's just tired at the end of the day. And I think that people are begging for this to be the last time and for him to be canceled after um, a situation that happened between him and some other beauty gurus last year. Um, And that I guess continues to happen into this year and he wants to sue and all this other stuff. I don't even want to get into that because it's just so drawn out and ridiculous. But I will say that, Sometimes you have to pick your principle over your purse, okay? You have to do the right thing instead of the thing that's going to make you money that's going to be right for you in the moment. But I can't speak for Jonathan because I don't know his financial situation. I know it's been harder for a lot of people lately, and I completely understand that. So I won't condemn anybody for taking care of their family and doing what they have to do. So if he did this, then it must have been something that he felt like he had to do or that, you know, that it was exposed him to a different clientele. You know, a lot of people don't like Jeffrey, but a lot of people do. And that might have opened him up to a whole nother clientele a whole nother base. Um, all I can say is pay your ties on their brother and keep it pushing. Next story. I can pay your ties and keep it pushing. Sometimes you got to pray over that money. You know, you got to pray over it a little over that money and keep it pushing because you know what? The opportunity wouldn't have came into your lap if it wasn't for you. Amen. Okay. 
moving on. So now let's get into Kim Kardashian's statement on Kanye. Now, a lot of people have been looking at Kanye's behavior. I did a whole mini sip on it and um, they've been looking at everything that's been going on and they've been thinking to themselves, well, where's the family? Where's Kim? Where's Chris? Where's the family? You know, where are the people in his corner that can really help him through this crisis? And Kim came forward and made a statement on Kanye and she basically told, you know, her fans and supporters and concerned um, onlookers that Kanye does have a problem, that he's bipolar, um, that he gets into his episodes where he will not take his medication, that he is an adult and that there's so only so much that she can do. She also went on to reveal that keeping up with the Kardashians is not allowed to film him at this time, nor film their children because it is just such a sensitive time for the family. And I commend her for that because whatever she decides to do, um, as far as his health and whatever's going on with that, the kids and also him do not need to be subjected to the cameras right now. This is not for ratings is basically her message by shutting the shutting production down at this time. And I respect her for that because with having so much of their life on camera, um, some fans are expecting it, but it's good to know that she has that kind of rapport, you know, and that kind of sense of well-being that everything's not for TV and I'm not going to do it to my husband. I'm definitely not going to do it to my kids. So kudos to Kim on that. And we are continuing to lift Kanye up in prayer. And it just, sometimes the tweets are sporadic. Sometimes the tweets are making sense. Kim, um, Black China came out and said a lot of the things that Kanye is saying are spot on. She said while she was in a relationship with Rob, she was called all different type of black stereotypical names. And she was also called ghetto by Kris Jenner herself. So Black China is saying that there's some truth to the white supremacy that she felt while being involved with the family. And she still is currently involved with the family. Her and Rob share a two or three year old daughter um, named Dream, a little cutie. And um you know, her dealings with the family hasn't been great either. Now, I know Black China has acted ghetto in the past, but let's be clear. Kris Jenner is a white woman and she should not be calling anyone ghetto. That is definitely not something that should be coming out of her mouth. Okay. Now, if I said it because she threw a stroller in the, in the um, theme park, then then I said it. But for a white woman, she needs, she, okay, now we all look, look, turn your hand around, look at it, stare at it, glance at it, and then know what should be coming out of your mouth because that shouldn't have been coming out of your mouth, Chris. Like, let's just, let's just call a spade a spade on that one. And that wraps up our trending topics today, guys. Uh, send me an email and let me know if there's anything you want me to talk about and we're going to be moving on. Okay, beauties, you know what time it is. It's my favorite time of each episode. It's the deep dives where I go into the little known facts about cases that are going on in media, you know, unsolved crimes. We did Wayfair. We did Vanessa again. And today we're going to get into the Megan the Stallion and Tory Lane's debacle. Now, let's just start from the beginning. Tory Lane's has kind of opened up a new vein in this 
pandemic that we've been going through. And he was having every night his Tory Lane talks quarantine radio that he was doing. Now he was picking up a lot more popularity, but before then he had popularity as well, but he was picking up a lot of popularity every night. He would have different people twerk and dance and come on to his live. And it was really generating a buzz, especially in the beginning of the pandemic when there was less to do. I mean, as verses picked up speed, it was in that same time. You know what I mean? You see what I'm putting, picking up what I'm putting down in that March um, time back when we thought we'd be done by April, but whatever. Ah, <sighs> bitterness. But anyway, so he was really, you know, he was hitting at this time. And Megan the Stallion was joined, um, joined his live and she began dancing, doing her antics. You know how Megan has. Now, this has been quite the year for Megan. Not the year for everybody else, but quite the year for Megan. And you could say, you know, Cardi's been chilling, raising her daughter and stuff. So she's really emerged as the number one rapturous right now. She has plenty of singles out, all charting. You know, she's doing her thing right now. So her, Megan and Tori became friendly over this quarantine radio. And before you knew it, the fans were picking out that they were in the same place at the same time, the same background. You know how you stands do. You see something in one one celebrity's photo, then you see another celebrity's photo and you see they're hanging out. They were on each other's lives. They were just, you know, kikiing and giggling. And it was later discovered that, yes, they were smashing them bones, um, friends with benefits, so to say, but that's just to kind of put out there that they were not inching towards a relationship. It was more of like, you're here, I'm here. We're both young, having fun type situation. Cool. So the night of the incident, both celebs went to a house party. Now this was a big star-studded party. There were other celebrities there, other friends of both Megan and Tori. And apparently Tori got a little too friendly with Kylie Jenner. Now, Megan was snapping with Kylie throughout the night. They were hanging out in the pool together. And some quick people saw in Megan's stories where she was getting kind of aggravated with Tori in her stories. And this might have been part of the catalyst for what happened later in the night. So there's kind of a gap between what we know. So we know that the two went to the party. We know that they rubbed elbows of other celebrities. And we also know that Kylie Jenner was a point of contention between the pair. Okay, so they decide to go home. In the car, allegedly, Megan began to go off on Tory, violating him, calling him every name in the book, and really just coming at his neck verbally. At this point, I guess Tory also exchanged some words and they were going back and forth. And um, it seems like by all accounts that he just pulled out a gun and shot Megan in the foot as she was trying to exit the vehicle. At this point, the gunshot triggered the police that were already following them in some type of speeding trap or something where they were already planted by the party. And they told, you know, Megan was already getting out of the car. She's injured at this point. You know, her foot is shot. Tori's still in the car. He has this unregistered weapon And both of them, the cops are trying to assess what's going on with the situation. Both of them are out in the middle of the street in the early morning hours after this party occurred. 
This is what we know. So most of that information came from Adam 22. He did a podcast, you know, he's mixing with hip hop stars. He knows what he's talking about. And cam girl was the one who saw the story footage because after the incident, of course, everything was deleted from the stories and celebrities are trying to pretend like they weren't there. It was like a whole hodgepodge of crap. Some other girl said that she wasn't the one who shot Megan because they were trying to blame her. The name wasn't really released. And then it kind of trickled out that Tori was actually the one who shot Megan. He just wasn't in the car. Cause I think in the beginning they were trying to make it seem like, yeah, he was in the car, but you know, he had an unregistered weapon, but nobody was really connecting the dots that that unregistered weapon is the weapon that shot Megan. Now, I just want to make it clear. Megan is fine. She had surgery on her foot. She is recovering. And she basically put out a message to fans without blaming Tori, but letting them know that she's okay. Um, she did have to have surgery on her foot to, I guess, remove the bullet and restructure her her foot tissue and everything, but she is recovering and she is looking like she will make a full recovery and everything will be okay with that. Um, this story has really come up and the reason why I wanted to do a deep dive is because another thing that has happened this week is another, um, black celebrity, pseudo celebrity, I guess you could say Drea, um, from basketball wives, formerly of basketball wives on a podcast and she was asked about the incident between Tori and Megan. And she compared it to Bobby Brown and Whitney Houston. She says she's here for that type of chaotic relationship. And um, she basically just made light of it and kind of made a joke of it. And this really, really got the hot girls pissed. And Megan herself came out and made a statement saying that it's just disrespectful for you to talk about domestic violence in this way, especially being another African-American woman. Like, what are you doing making light and making fun of the situation? And this is this is really to the core of why I wanted to do this as a deep dive. It is just disgusting to me that people are trying to downplay the situation that happened between Megan and Tori. Let's break it down to its core. It was a verbal argument in which he pulled out a deadly weapon that could have killed her. They were in a car. That bullet could have ricocheted into her chest, into her neck, into her head, just like that. It's not a laughing matter. It's not funny. It's actually disgusting that anybody would sit there and joke about somebody having a gun pulled on them by someone that they trusted, that they had spent time with, and that knew that that gun could have ended her life that night. That's disgusting. Disgusting. And for Dre or anybody else that's posting jokes about it, like, how can you even do that? How? You know, another disgusting trend that was going around was that Megan is somehow transgendered and Tori found out about this and that's why he ended up shooting her. You know, transphobia is another disgusting thing that just goes on in our society that I'll probably address at a later podcast. But to call into question her actual womanhood because she was shot by a man and a victim of domestic violence, like where? It's not a meme. It's not a joke. You know, this could have ended her life this night. 
you know, and I just feel like as a community, black community, human community, everyone, we need to start taking domestic violence more seriously. Like we are losing our mothers, our fathers for that matter, our brothers, our sisters, our cousins, because somebody went too far. And the last time that it happened, it was a kiki and it was a joke. Okay, and you don't want it to happen to your family members. You don't want it to happen to your loved ones. So why is it funny when it's a meme on the internet? It's not funny. You know, whether they had been messing around or whatever the situation, he thought that he had enough ownership over her that he could just take her take her out that night. And I think that that's something that we all need to address internally, why we feel like that kind of thing is a love-hate relationship, it's cute, it's funny, love to hate you, and all this stuff. It's not funny, and it's not cute. If you're dealing with something like that, you need to get away from that person. You know, you need to get far away from them. You need to get counseling. You need to get closure on your own, block them, leave the situation and never go back because escalation is real people. What if the gun would have misfired? Hmm? What if the gun would have misfired? They would have went back home, cooled off the next day when everybody's sober and everybody's relaxed and said, wow, That was a crazy night. That was a crazy fight we got into in that car and keep going. And the next time he aimed right for her heart. Where does it stop? Where does it stop if people think that it's a joke and people want to continue to perpetuate the stereotype that, ha ha, it's funny, dysfunctional relationships, can't live with you, can't live without you. It's, it's just, it's not a joke. And I think if this story tells us anything and I I can't, you know, speak to when Megan's going to come out and tell her full story, but she will. And I think when people hear the full story from Megan, not just from Adam or other, other podcasters that they will, um, get a full sense of what's going on and it won't be funny then, then they will be serious. But the thing is, if you're taking it as a joke now, You know, it won't be a joke when it's somebody you love. It just won't be. You might as well just get your mind right now and start to really think and advocate for these different services that women are desperately in need of to get out of these terrible domestic violence situations. Since the pandemic, domestic violence has tripled, okay? There are so many jobs, labor jobs, you know, different jobs like working from home. People are home 24-7. These aggressors, these, um, these predators are just beating and beating and beating on their victims because they have access 24-7 and it's, it's got to be a hell for them. So to turn around and even see these kind of memes and these jokes and laughs and all this stuff about Megan and Tori's situation or any other domestic situation, that just must be a stab in the heart when you are living in literal hell and somebody is just sitting there making fun of your situation, making fun of what you're going through. Um, So before you share that meme and before you like that tweet and laugh, there's tons of stuff for us to laugh about these days, okay? Laugh at the fact that, you know, he did this or she did that or look at that weave. There's tons of stuff to laugh about. 
but you don't need to laugh about this. And we all need to really stop laughing about stuff like this and find some solutions. Um, kind of a heavy deep dive, but this rounds up our deep dive. Um, keep emailing me those comments, uh, whatever else you'd like me to talk about. And I'll keep finding new topics for you every week. Okay, my beauties, this is my least favorite part of the show where I have to let you go. I hope you enjoyed listening and all the different topics and the deep dive conversation. Keep it going. Um, You know, sign those petitions, spread the word, use your voice. You know, domestic violence is not a joke. It's not a game. And just do all you can if you can donate to spread awareness to this cause. I'm sure that the victims would greatly appreciate it. And so would I. Until next time, enjoy your life. Speak up for what you believe in and be happy. Bye.